our guests today that the um, slides will be available to us afterwards. Um, but without further ado, thank you all for joining us for our virtual, our very first virtual coffee break. I know we've been teasing, but I do have my coffee here. Um, so thank you for joining us. And what I'll do is I'll hand it over to Dan and do an introduction. So Dan, it's all yours. All right. Well, I, I don't have much more of an internet. This is a virtual coffee break. We said it would take 15 minutes for a coffee break, but if it takes longer because of questions, please feel free to, uh, to let it last if you have things that our, our guests can answer. Um, we're here to talk about SBA loans in this environment. And, uh, you know, in, in this, uh, our guests, I'll let them introduce themselves. They were going to be sponsors of our uh, global conference, but clearly that didn't, uh, didn't happen. So this is another way to, uh, to chat with them as well as to pick their brains on uh, all things SBA lending at the moment. Um, and just as Christina said, so I know a lot of you are may have dialed in by phone, some are online, but make sure you unmute yourself. You can ask a question or if you're online, you can type it in the chat. And uh, if there's some reason your mic isn't working, we'll type it, uh, we'll type it for you. But uh, uh, our guests will introduce themselves and speak, and then we're, um, it will last as long as it takes to, uh, to answer any questions or clarify. All right, so over to you guys for uh, your own introductions, and then uh, take it away. Excellent. Tim, you on? Um, Tim just sent us a message. He had to jump on a different call. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I will take point on this. This was supposed to be Tim's call and I was supposed to be support. But hi, my name is Don Mercer. I am the um, EVP in National Sales Manager for Seacoast Commerce Bank. And um, I head up the sales team here. Um, just briefly about us, we are in a top, we're one of the top 10 um, SBA lending banks in the U.S., predominantly focused on commercial real estate. That's, that's our, our gig. So obviously there's a lot going on in the SBA world. As you all know, there's a lot of misinformation. Hopefully we can shed some light on, on what was passed last week. And literally what we got our interim rule end of day yesterday on how this is supposed to be administered. So I think first and foremost, the, the, uh, where we'll start is, um, there's, there's four different um, programs under the debt relief that really began in the beginning of March. And, and they are, as uh, I'm sure, again, you've heard, pay, Paycheck Protection Program or the PPP. There's the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Emergency Advance. Um, <clears throat> there's the, what's called the SBA Express Bridge Loans. And then there's what's called SBA Debt Relief. I think what we'll, for the purposes of our call, what I will focus on today is the PPP or Paycheck Protection Program, since that is getting most of the attention. And I'll start first and foremost with um, who can apply, because I think we all know why they're applying, given the the negative impact on our economy um, as a result of the you know the four shutdowns. So first and foremost. Any small business that has less than 500 employees, and that includes sole proprietorships and independent contractors, um, can apply for this. The, the other interesting thing um, that I was surprised by and, and, and now understand, um, 501c3 or nonprofits are, are also allowed to apply for this, which if you know anything about SBA, historically, it's been geared toward for-profit businesses and nonprofits have not been allowed to apply. Um, obviously, unprecedented times. Um, now, there, there are certain industries where they are more labor intensive 
Um, and I'm not going to do, you know, go down the rabbit hole on this, but um, if there are certain industries that have greater than 500 employees, um, the most important place to go is to send them either to us or preferably to the SBA website where they can find um, size standards for those industries. But, but again, uh, that would be, I think, a rare instance that we're seeing for these types of loans. Um, you know, but that, that would be the place to go for it. The other thing that to make very clear, I, th I think we all know that one of the industries that's been most negatively impacted by this is hospitality in the food industries. Um, we're encouraging all of our employees, you know, restaurants, bars, hotels, and we've got quite a few of them in our portfolio that uh, they need to get in the queue. They need to, they need to get um, information and, and we'll help them in whatever way we can. The loan details and forgiveness. <clears throat> want to be clear on this. If you got a pen and paper, um, we'll also give you the website that you can go find the link in, on the SBA, which gives a pretty good overview. But it, it's really about covering for small business payroll costs, interest on mortgages, rent, utilities, and um, they've also allowed to do interest on other debt obligations. The new rule that we got yesterday is that because they're anticipating that there's going to be a high subscription rate to this, that at least 75% of this loan, if they want it to be forgiven, has to be used for payroll. It has to be. And the important requirement there is that they have got to maintain or rehire employees as quickly as possible. Um, again, this goes back to forgiveness. So if they don't use it for one of those purposes, I mean, they can still apply for it, but um, it will not be forgiven. That means that it'll convert at the end of this year to a two-year term with an interest rate of 1%. The, um, I, you know, I'm gonna stop there actually, you know, because that's pretty much the body of the PPP program and see if there's any questions. Uh, related to either who can apply and or um, uses and forgiveness. And if you'd like to um, verbally ask a question, you can click on the red microphone next to your name and unmute yourself or you can ask in the chat. So I, I have one question is, is how do they prove it? Like, so 75% is supposed to go to payroll. Is there a reporting requirement uh, as part of this or is that still to be determined? Uh, yeah, good question. Um, right now, what we're seeing is that the type of documentation that they're going to be looking for in eligibility are uh, payroll processor records, uh, payroll tax filings, uh, your 1099 forms, um, you know, anything that would document that you, in fact, um, have incurred these expenses. Um, and, and really, they're looking for the last six months. And then they're, what they're going to do is they're going to do a monthly run rate or average. And um, you know, that's what they will use as the baseline. And then you can apply for up to two and a half times of that one month, uh, monthly average. So um, that's, I mean, that's what we're seeing so far. It, what's interesting for us as an SBA lender, again, if you've ever done an SBA loan, part of our due diligence as a lender is we have to document and certify that we've done uh, you know all the underwriting and all the, the the due diligence associated with you know is this person eligible have, have we determined eligibility 
in this program, that's been eliminated from the bar from the uh, lender. And now it's all on the borrower. And what we're going to be dependent upon the borrower for in this instance is certification. So you provide this documentation and then you're going to certify, meaning the borrower is, that this is true and accurate. And then we all know, since it's a federal program, if you lied, um, that's a different story. So does that answer your question about what they're going to use for documentation? I, I think it does answer the question. Well, one of the people in chat asked, so when you're looking at employees, quote unquote employees, is a, a lot of our businesses have, you know, a few employees, but lots of 1099s. So would those 1099s count as employees in the yes. 500 count? They do count. And what about yes, through the staffing company? Um, well, again, I, I think that falls under, you, you know, if you've got other uh, or other uses of, of FTE or other, I should say, other sources of FTE, um, they're just basically kind of giving this flexible box to say, look, if it doesn't fall into one of those those previous categories that I said, you, you need to be able to provide supporting documentation such as bank records um, or anything else that would demonstrate qualifying payroll amount. I, I do need to clarify, though, that they were very clear in the bill, if you haven't read it, um, 800 pages worth, um, that anybody earning in excess of $100,000 does not qualify. So that would be um, a subtraction from that payroll amount. Doesn't count as an employee. So if you have an employee who makes, oops. So if you well, have an employee who an makes, employee, but yeah, go ahead. But they wouldn't be counted as a calculation for for the loan amount. So so let's just give an example. Let's say you have ten employees, of which three of them um, earn in excess of a hundred thousand dollars. You would have to exclude those three from from the calculation uh, for for the loan request because they are not going to finance through with taxpayer dollars uh, any of us who earn over 100000 or more a year. And if you have a company that's got multiple LLCs, let's say someone owned, like a holding company owns three different LLCs that are different business units, would each LLC qualify for a loan or is it only the parent company? I don't know, some of our owners here might have more than one business, just curious if they would be eligible for multiple applications. Yeah, great question. Uh, the SAG standards do apply, and, and that is one of the rules that um, the SBA has kept in place for lenders to verify. Mm -hmm. So we still need to ask questions about uh, ownership and affiliation and, and make sure that the size standards and the, and the 500 employee rule has not been exceeded or we can't do the loan. Okay. All right. Basically, that they're, they're not going to be eligible. So, yes, they will take a look at affiliate ownership. And how long does the process from application to approval last? Oof. I wish I could answer that one for you. We don't know yet. Um, right? <laughs> I, I, we just don't. We just don't know. I mean, um, they have told us that it's going to be pared down um, to kind of give you a sense of what we're dealing with. You know, we're because we do SBA commercial real estate only. We're, we're a highly efficient shop for that type of production. What we are not set up for is um, you know these these smaller kind of I mean basically these are working capital loans so our shop's not set up for this stuff we're anticipating the vast majority of these requests are going to be less than three hundred and fifty thousand so what we've done in the last twenty four hours is we have actually partnered with cabbage 
um, who does thousands and thousands of these um, per month. Um, and then what we've, what we've done is set up a partnership link with their portal through ours, because right now we have a portfolio of about oh, 2,000 some odd clients. And already um, we've gotten nine, close to 900 um, uh, companies in the queue right now asking about the PPP. So we are literally going to have them go to Cabbage um, and, and funnel all those requests that way because they're set up electronically to handle this. But even Cabbage can't tell us, Christina, how long it's going to take. Uh, we're hoping it's going to be same day or at least within 24 hours. Uh, but that's why we partnered with Cabbage because if, if we tried to do it ourselves, um, considering what volume we're looking at, we wouldn't even be ready to issue these until next week. So I, I don't know if that kind of roundabout answered your question. Interesting. Hey, Dan, it's John Treeter. I don't know if you can hear me. Yeah, uh, I can uh, hear you just fine. Perfect. Yeah. Um, the, the question I have is for brokers who um, have uh, maybe an S corp or an LLC that they, they funnel their commissions through and pay themselves a salary where they don't actually distribute a salary on a monthly basis. But at the end of the year, they report the salary through their tax returns and through their escrow, yeah. is that a you know a qualifier for the amount of loan they're eligible for, um, given that they haven't paid any salary in January or February of, or March of this year? Well, according to the bill, if uh, you are in fact eligible for a PP loan, um, but again, what you've got to look at is if you've earned greater than a hundred thousand dollars and you are the sole employee, um, I, I think that would exclude you. Um, so I, I, what I will tell you is in the rules, it says, as long as you were in operation before February 15th, um, and you are a, a sole prop or an independent contractor or eligible self-employed individual, then yes, technically you would qualify for this program. But then it goes back to, if, if you've got, uh, gross earnings in excess of a hundred thousand, it begins to. It, it, it eliminates you from, from, from eligibility. So John, so, does that answer your question? So you're saying that if you pay a salary to yourself of $100,000 and you had $200,000 in commissions, that automatically eliminates you from contention? Pretty much. Wow. Because what they're trying to do is, is uh, zero in on uh, employees who earn less than 100000 a year. Okay, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Good question, John. Interesting nuance. Yeah. Other questions? <clears throat> and again, um, feel free to yeah, could I re-clarify that question? So what if you make the 200000 in commission, but you only paid yourself a salary of a, under 100000 It's total, total earnings. It's all in. Okay, thank you. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good point. Clarifying, good. Mm-hmm. Other questions is Christina said, make sure you unmute yourself. It's often people are talking to themselves on the conference calls. So we're, right. we're uh, more than happy to answer questions. That's why we have the coffee break. And just hover over your well, name you know, and I, unmute yourself. You know what? The other thing that I would I'd like to point out is, um, and, and I want to shift to SBA debt relief, uh, because a lot of people don't fully understand what's happening here. For us, we feel that this is even, <clears throat> yeah, while the payment, 
you know, the Paycheck Protection Program is important and we get it. We think for our borrowers and for you, here's, here's the key takeaway. Um, SBA debt relief is basically the payment uh, by the government. It, it's literally a grant to existing SBA and new SBA loan customers of six months of payments. So let me explain. If a company right now has an existing SBA loan, they don't have to do a thing. The government is now going to pay all their payments on their existing SBA debt for six months automatically. Here's the cool thing for us, you all, and us as an industry. If we have a customer that's been sitting on the fence, and they, you know, they've been hesitating to take advantage of this opportunity to buy or exercise an option, you know, um, a, a lease to option to own. If they get their loan in place before September 27th, which is six months from when it was enacted, March 27th, if they do that before then, the government will still pay their first six months of payments. And that borrower doesn't have to do anything. So the message we've been trying to deliver to, to our referral sources, our brokers and, and whatnot is, look, if you've got clients that are sitting on the fence and they're, they're weighing whether or not they should move forward with that acquisition or refi or whatever it is that they're doing, our suggestion is take advantage of it now. We think that there's going to be opportunity to buy property at a discount, given the economic environment. And quite frankly, Uncle Sam is sitting here going, hey, we want to, to promote small business and entrepreneurship. We will pay your payments. So that's been our message out there saying, don't sit on the fence. Take advantage of this. Let's get your loans in, get them approved and funded, because that's our thing, right? Um, 95% of what we close, we do it in 30 days or less. Our focus is on our BDOs and on our brokers, period. You know, what we've found over the years is the client more often than not is happy if the BDO and the broker is happy. So our whole thing is driven to close. And that's what we're, that's our consistent message. Hey, we're ready. We're willing. We're able. We want to continue to close those loans. And this is a great opportunity through the SBA debt relief program where they fund a new loan. Their first six months of payments are free. Uncle Sam's paying for them. So any questions around that? I thought that was one of the things we really wanted to focus in on today and, 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 and make sure that you'd heard. Any questions? Unmute. Are they talking to themselves? It's, it's hard to tell. It's really hard to tell. Uh, <laughs> so it's in a way, it's sort of a new source of funding to do real estate in a way, right? You don't have to, as long as it facilitates the business, right? It's you. I think that's what you're saying is it's a new source of funding. If you are investing in your business and you happen to use it for real estate, that's okay. As I, as I understand your description. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, and basically what, what, I mean, you can go to the website and they're saying, look, um, if you want to continue to make your regular payments, okay, you can do that. We've actually gone to our customers because the other piece of this program 
is the SBA came out to all SBA lenders and said, look, we want you to offer all of them automatically three months deferments, which we did. And now what, what the, the government's saying is, look, you're going to offer the deferment. And then if they want, we'll even put the six months after they do their deferment. So technically, a small business owner with an existing loan doesn't even have to make a payment for the next nine months. Oh, but again, advice, yeah. I don't want to confuse the issue. More importantly for us in joint business is six months through the SBA debt relief. If we get and close on a transaction for you and your borrower, they get their first six months payments paid by the U.S. government. Um, this is Denise, Denise Sanyard here from Vienna, Hi, uh, Virginia. So it seems like uh too good to be true <laughs> and, i know right uh, and uh what is the catch i mean i have a client uh, hesitant to purchase a property and the price is really good because of the market conditions and mm -hmm. uh i've been telling her you know this is the time to move because the prices are going down and the so you're saying that if he moves and gets this loan to purchase this property, she doesn't have to pay for the next six months. But what is the Correct. catch for that? Does she need to pay extra interest or point or what is it? No, there's no catch. Well, you know, I, I should say there is a catch. You've got to take a leap of faith that you're going to jump out in what has got to be one of the most challenging economic environments and, and you know, incur debt in that environment. That's the catch. Um, as far as Uncle Sam's concerned, um, we can't change the terms and or um, the fees on, on an SBA loan. That's all governed. Um, really, what they want to make sure is that that businesses when this is all said and done, when, when we're through this lockdown period, we need economic activity to pick back up. So this is the government's response through, through this, this, you know, this last bill that they passed to say, we're looking beyond just the here and now of addressing, you know, the Paycheck Protection Program is a Band-Aid. Trying, they're trying to address an immediate issue with people being out of work. Now, the debt relief piece is looking down the road toward recovery. So when we're through it, how do we pick back up and move forward? So that's the catch. They've, they've, got, to, they've got to jump out and make a tough decision in a tough economy. But there's no catch from us or the government on this program. What are the loan limits? Does that answer your question? Yes. Standard SBA, um, you know, it, it's, this is on uh, 7 a.m. 504. So it's your standard loan limits. Five million on 7 a.m. and uh, what is it? Five and a half on 504. So it doesn't change the parameters of the loan size or anything else. Thank you. Yeah, you got it. If I may ask one more clarification with the six months, that's not just for the interest. It's both principal and interest. Well, that my understanding again, and I've read this, uh, and I'll read directly from the SBA website. After this automatic deferment period, um, they will be paying both principal and interest payments. Thank you. 
Yes. Other questions? Before we sign How do we get coffee? started? Okay, there we go. Yeah, how do we get started? Great question. Who, who is that, by the way? How do you get started? Is that Neil? Is that Neil yeah. Badia? I'm trying to see who's yeah. speaking. <laughs> well, in, in terms of... Started with what? No, I mean, in terms of, uh, do we contact Seacoast? You know what? I, you need to contact Tim Moriarty. All right. And Tim should be Tim on the call. Is, Tim, are you on the call? Yes, I am on the call. Thanks, Don. Excellent. Can you hear, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, so, yeah, Tim, if you want to give me your contact information, you need to give Tim a call. He's awesome. He will help you and your clients navigate this. Tim. That's great. Great, thanks. Yeah, so th thanks, Don, and thanks, everybody, for your time. Uh, hopefully, this has been uh, informative. There's a lot of, obviously, moving parts, but, Don, thanks for going ahead and spending some time explaining it. Um, if you, if your client, uh, if you want to get started, what you can do, my phone number is as follows. It's 425-765-9919. I'll repeat that. It's 425-765-9919. Thanks. A lot, Tim. Appreciate it. And he's on West Coast time, or Pacific time, just for people. Sorry, one more question. When do you have to close by? September 27th, yeah. 2020. Okay. All right, thanks. I need you. And when I say close, it doesn't have to actually close. What we have to do as a lender, we have to get what's called a PLP issued. So because we're a preferred lender, we can make most credit decisions on our own. So long as we follow the government's, you know, standard operating procedure manual, which we do, um, and if we issue that that loan number prior to September 27th, it, it may not even close until October. They still qualify for the debt relief six month payment. So I think our, our coffee break, our 15 minute coffee break is almost gone a half an hour, which is okay because as long as we're answering questions. Um, Tim and Don, I want to thank you. Uh, I also want to thank Bob Fredrickson. I'm not sure if he's on the phone or not, but Bob uh, lined up Tim and Don and Seacoast both for a global conference. And then we, uh, we repurposed you for this call, which is super timely. We didn't know at the time, but it worked out great. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed the virtual coffee break calls. Uh, Christina, thank you for doing all the logistics and organizing sure. um, and using the new learning platform if you guys haven't accessed yes. it. Um, we will record this call. It'll be up on the learning platform so others mm -hmm. on your team, if they didn't hear it, they can come back Absolutely. and listen to the conversation. Uh, and, and Christina will get the slides out, whatever they're, the deck or whatever uh, Tim and Dan, Don uh, offer, as well as contact information. Um, and I'd also say if you have any ideas, on other coffee breaks, we have three more coming up, lined up already. I think we have Bo Beery next week, given uh, more of a sales discussion, and then we have some more conversations. Um, you know, just give us a suggestion. So if these are useful, I can think of a couple. I, as I said, I think a CPA talking about the tax law changes for real estate with the bill might be interesting as well. Um, so we're we're super interested in your feedback. And um, Christina, anything else? No, just well, I, I just want to say thank you. Yes. I've got to jump on to another call right now, but okay. I wanted to say thank you for your time. You we so appreciate much. it. Um, and uh, stay healthy. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Have Tim. a good day. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. And thank you, Tim, for joining us, too. Um, so, yeah. again,
We'll be back next Friday, um, April 10th at 1130 a.m. Eastern time. And we will hear from Bo Berry on three tips to accelerate your success. Um, we also will be having more virtual sessions on Global Conference each Monday at 1 p.m. So check um, Commercial University for that or check on Blueprint for those times and how to register. So thank you, Dan, um, and thank you everyone else for joining us and your great questions. We will now lead you at the top of the hour. So everyone enjoy your day and hopefully you have some caffeine in you. Take care. Thanks, everyone. Cheers, thank you.